Good morning and welcome again to another conversation with Correlation Conversations. I'm Jason and today I'm joined by Miranda van Rensburg and Abby Peterson from Prudential and soon-to-be M&G Investments. Good morning. Morning, Jason. Morning. So, yeah, thank you for joining me today. And let's start off with Prudential becoming M&G Investments. What's the story there? Yeah, thanks, Jason. And hello, everyone. Um, yeah, so exciting times for us. Um, maybe what I'd like to do is actually just, just maybe take a step back uh, just to give you a little bit of history um, so, so the story maybe makes a little bit more sense. Um, so MNG um, actually used to stand for municipal and general securities many, many years ago. They were actually a financial arm of a British engineering company in 1901. Um, they then revolutionized, sorry? Okay, I'm yeah. just listening. They <laughs> they then revolutionized British finance in 1931 when they launched the first unit trust fund or what they referred to as a mutual fund um, to the UK public. And since that time, the firm has really concentrated on the management of investment funds. Then in 1999, UK listed life assurer Prudential PLC bought MEG and the two groups merged under the Prudential uh, banner. And in 2019, MEG emerged from, from, from Prudential and listed separately on the London Stock Exchange. And MEG has subsequently um, took a strategic decision in July this year to slightly increase its shareholding, um, facilitated by Pacele, which is our black, uh, a black empowerment company, um, by selling only 0.2% of its shares. Um, the staff in that process also voted to follow its rights by increasing our stake to 20 to just over 28%. So Prudential SA now returns to being a subsidiary of MNG PLC for the first time since January 2012. Um, MNG has offices in London, Paris, Chicago, Singapore, and now South Africa. Um, just to quickly mention that um, we have historically been somewhat of an anomaly in the MEG group as the only investment management operation trading as Prudential. Um, within MEG, all other investment management businesses use the MEG investment name, and only the insurance wrapped savings operations in the UK and Europe use Prudential under the Prudential brand. So what's the actual, sorry, Abby, I mean, um, M&G is a, it's a global company. Prudential is obviously global as well. Um, what, what's, what's the real benefit? Um, what I understand, I mean, that uh, Prudential is becoming part of M&G and that buying back shares and all of that sort of stuff. But where's the real benefit for the investment investors in this whole Remerge, if you want to call it that. Yeah, I think that this, this, the thinking behind all of this, I think it really made it made sense. So for the actual investor, uh, there's very little change. Um, okay, it it really good. is 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 a brand is a brand um, change, if anything, from Prudential to to MNG, and, and it just made sense that the two businesses, um, you know, our business in in South Africa and MNG. Um, as more aligned, if anything. So it is really just an investment management identity. 
Um, so there, there are no other changes in terms of um, the way we may, you know, manage money, um, our philosophy, the staff, etc. Um, that all stays the same. So the brand um, from Prudential to MNG is just a brand change. That's, and, that's and in terms of the SA footprint, are they a decent sized company? Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Miranda wants to. Yeah, um, I mean, if, if you look at our assets, Jason, we're sitting at about 275 billion under management, this, right. this South African business. But I think what's fantastic for clients is that through this transaction, um, we, we're getting increasing exposure to imagery research and the massive team that's sitting in London. So because of that, you know, these these mandates on the cards, emerging market mandates. We already have an African bond fund, for instance. Yes. So MNG really sees the, the South African businesses that entry into emerging markets, which I think is quite exciting. Certainly is exciting. I mean, uh, emerging markets seems to be the place to play right now. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's lots of opportunities. So, Abby, you spoke about that, uh, your, your processes uh, around your investment philosophies and the investment philosophy itself isn't really changing. Do either of you just want to briefly touch on what is your investment philosophy and process? Yep, Miranda. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Prudential, as the name suggests, I think, is a very risk-conscious um, investor. We, we really take risk seriously, um, but at the same time, we manage assets for the long term. So, you know, we, we try and find assets that are trading at cheaper levels or, or that are trading at cheaper levels than what we think they're worth. Um, and that is how we kind of find stocks to invest in. But at the same time, we don't like to take massive bets Okay. Um, in any specific sort of sort of positions, so a very sort of prudent approach, I think. So I like uh, your use of words that you really take risk seriously, as opposed to taking serious risk. <laughs> That's exactly exactly right. And um, just to explain to investors, we we don't take big positions. So if you compare that to an index, we never take, for instance, more than a four percent over or underweight in a specific company relative to what it is in the index. What does it mean? So you might really like a company. Let's say, for instance, you like Old Mutual. Okay. Um, you're not going to bet the farm on that. You're going to take um, a position size. So if we say position size, we talk about the size of that company in the total fund. That is not a massive um, weight relative to the, the index or the benchmark that we use in our funds. So for instance, in, yeah. So which index are you are you referring to? So in most of our portfolios, we now use the capped SWIX index. Okay. And what that really just means, capped implies that the weights in that index has been controlled. Okay. So by I think who? what's quite top, uh, by the JZ, so okay. um, FTSE JZ. And if you look, for instance, what's going on at the moment, I think for an, um, investors, NASPESH is quite topical at the moment. Yeah. So with all the latest that's been happening, they've actually um, kind of capped the NASPESH and the process weights at 6% in that index so that you don't have a massive position um, in the index sort of dominated by one company. 
which I, which I think is 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 a good approach to to take. Especially when people are buying these indexes, I mean they buy, they believe that they're buying a passive type fund. However, with such massive weights in some of the indexes, like mm-hmm. I suppose you're really buying one company, and no one really understands yeah. that. Okay, so you then use the index as a guide to building your funds. Yeah, but we take very active positions relative to that yes. index. So if you look at the moment, for instance, we like the banks. So we've got overweight. And what we mean by overweight is we hold more than what that weight is in the index. In companies like, for instance, Standard Bank, um, which we think is, is a, you know, the banks in South Africa are well regulated. Yes. Um, and since the financial crisis, they've been very well capitalized and trading at very cheap levels at this point. You know, there's, there's often a lot of bad news priced into those companies. We obviously, you know, had um, the recent looting we had the, with the start of COVID. Um, so I think there's a lot of expectation of bad news yeah. from the bank. But the, but the banks are actually well positioned and you just need, often you just need a little bit of good news or even just less bad news for these companies to really do well. And I'm almost feeling that. I mean, uh, just having a look at where we're at in South Africa at the moment, the weather's changing, um, our numbers in terms of COVID are dropping, holiday season is approaching, and people are starting, in my opinion, feeling a lot more festive. And it seems like the economy is picking up. I'm not sure how you guys are seeing it. I mean, when you start building your... Um, portfolios. I know you said you're having a look at a three to five year outlook, but um, how's the current scenario now impacting on your three to five year outlook? So, Jason, we, if we, for instance, just look at the last five years, yeah, I think investors have been have been sort of waiting and have been have been patient in waiting for equities to come through, but. Over five years, um, South African equities really only gave you sort of 5% return. However, if you look at the last year, that was sitting at about 31%. So, you know, for many years now, investors had to sort of be patient. And then in this last year, we've seen some phenomenal return from SA equities, from SA shares. And the question I think that a lot of investors are asking themselves, well, now that you've had this fantastic return over the last year, isn't it sort of already all there? Now it's too late to get in. And we don't think so. We still think there's fantastic opportunities in South African shares, especially relative to some of the international markets. How do you you come up with with, with that as a... As a concept to say, all right, well, we, we still feel that there is value to be had. How do you even look at that and say, all right, well, let's go there? Well, if you, for instance, look at the, it gets a bit technical, but if you look at the South African markets on a price-to-book basis, so if you yes. kind of look at the, the prices of the shares relative to the balance sheets, um, South Africa is sitting at kind of a 1.9 level relative to world markets that are sitting at close to 3. So just on that basis, we think South African shares are, are quite a bit cheap, cheaper. Um, obviously, it is a stock picker's market. Um, you, you do need to sort of look at the individual shares to kind of see what is cheap and what is expensive. And the same in the, in the offshore market. In the offshore market, we think the U.S. is quite expensive, okay. but there's still many opportunities in other markets. How do you approach individual shares? So, um, you know, we use... 
specifically looking at, at the, the balance sheet, the income statement. So again, it gets, it gets a bit technical, but just based on fundamentals, yeah. we kind of try and see what is priced into, into that share price and do we think the underlying company is actually worth more than that. So we do look at valuation fundamentals like price to book that I mentioned, you know, price to earnings um, and, and metrics like that. Also, we, we like to look at quality. So what I mean with quality is how does that company's management allocate capital? Okay. So, so just another example, um, First Rand, for instance. First Rand is a, is a fantastic bank and it probably has the highest, what we call return on equity relative to the other banks. So it is a high quality bank, but it also trades at higher prices. So because of that, we'll, for instance, hold less of first rand in our portfolio relative to, for instance, Standard Bank or APSA. And when you're looking at these banks and all these different companies and building your portfolios, a few weeks back, I did a podcast on the impact of ESG. I mean, how's that... Not that you, um, how's that being built into your funds? Is it, do you feel no, it's important, um, not important? Where, where's yes. Prudential and MNG? No, we, we certainly are spending a lot more attention on that. And also in the presentations that we now show to, especially our institutional investors and pension funds and so on, we see that as an increasingly important component um, to incorporate in the in the process. So we, we think that's quite an exciting opportunity. And in fact, MNG, uh, the yeah. parent company you mentioned, they actually spend a lot of time on that. So we think we're going to be able to leverage a lot of their skills in that space. Okay. Exciting. It really is. It is changing the landscape quite dramatically, I think, in terms of how you're looking at companies. It's just adding an additional benefit to just looking at income and expenses and balance sheets, you know, having a look at the environmental impact, which is, I suppose, quite quite a good thing. Yeah, yeah, it's So in closing, just to say, what, what is your outlook for the short term, for the December holiday period up until then? Look, we, we don't like to look too short term. We think you need to sort of take a, a view a little bit further out. But we certainly see opportunity across many of the South African asset classes. So what I mean by that is not just SA shares. There's also great opportunities in our bonds. So South African bonds, despite all the the, the sort of um, negative sentiment, we think our bonds are priced very well. Bonds in South Africa at the moment, especially the the longer dated bonds, give you kind of 8% more than cash. So, you know, cash we see as an expensive asset class, um, but in all the other asset classes in South Africa, there's fantastic opportunity. It's amazing. Bonds have actually had a a good story for quite some time now. So while equities have been really flat and terrible, I mean, the value that you're getting is out of bonds, and one would have never thought that. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's again, a case of, um, you know, taking a little bit bit of risk there, uh, just looking at the valuation relative to cash. Yeah. Um, and we think, you know, a lot of that risk is is priced in. So South African bonds compared to, for instance, developed market bonds, you know, if you look at German bonds trading at much lower yields than, yeah. than the South African bonds, so great opportunity there. Sure. Anyway, thank you so much for coming to chat with us. 
And yeah, I really enjoyed today's conversation. And I hope that this merger goes well. Well, it is going to go well. It's happening anyway. Yeah. Thank you, Jason. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jason.